This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. I got a pain there. Does it feel like something's poking out? No, it just, it hurts a little bit right there. I get that pain right here in, in the side of my, my boob. Oh, these guys just get but violent once a month, 10 days before my period It's comes. like here, though. So, like, is it underneath my boob? It, is my chest... But, you know, I just had a chest x-ray yeah. for uh, my surgery. I had to have a chest x-ray and an EKG, and I'm totally f- fucking fine. So, what the pain is, I don't know. We're going to blame it on whoever has Anxiety. a at all of me oh, who's poking yeah, it. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what this is. Somebody's... Nobody gives that much of a shit about me to have a voodoo doll. I maybe. disagree. No, I haven't... I disagree. You think somebody would have... I think... Well, We've been in New husband. Orleans. We've been in New Orleans too many times. Someone's got a voodoo doll. Uh uh-uh. uh. Anyway, I'd be a very dirty voodoo doll in my case. Doctor, doctor, tell me see? why this is burning, burning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Hello, hello. Welcome hello. to another episode of Glamazons and Leprechauns, where two women at opposite ends of the height spectrum offer their unique perspectives on culture and society. I'm the six-foot fabulous Tracy Payne Black. I am the five-foot furious Rochelle Sharma. We are a forthright, fearless, and hopefully comedic female podcast tackling the important issues that gals like us face. If you have ever felt ostracized or being too tall, too short, too thick... Or for not fitting the physical expectations of the status quo, then this podcast is for you. Consider yourself a gal pal. Get it? Glamazons and leprechauns pal. I think we get it. I think so. In each episode, we'll be covering a specific topic and then breaking that down into three sections. The first is ups and downs where we give our personal perspectives. And then the stature factor where we give contemporary real world examples from the web, social media. We might have some guests, etc. And then, yo, heads up, advice for the masses and how things should be. So today is... Doctor, doctor. It's a pertinent topic since everybody's so medically focused as of late. Let's totally talk about uh, our boo boos. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> yes, today we are talking about glamazonian sized medical problems, from back problems to front problems, in addition to the sheer fun of having to go to the doctor. Life and health for a plus size person can be problematic. Mm-hmm. So, too, can the life and health of a tall person. What about when you're Glamazonian like me, plus size and tall? Well, thank you for asking, but it seems I have double the problems. What about you? Is this just me? Mm, it is just you. Sorry. <clears throat> yes. What if you are like Rochelle and you're plus size but short and stocky? What mm-hmm. does that mean for your relationship with the paper gown they give you at the doctor's office? <laughs> does it's, it drag to the ground for you but fail to go around? You know, it's not an issue with the paper gown, but it's all about getting up on that table. <laughs> Okay, well, for me, that table. it means a very small paper vest that doesn't even make it around the halfway point of my body or cover my ass when I sit down on the paper runner that goes over the examining table. Nasty. Those things, like, that's going to protect me from the... So many germs. Coronavirus? From whatever virus. All right, now I'm going to try and avoid divulging my entire health history on this episode. <laughs> But starting with my very first injury, as a five-year-old on roller skates, I can blame most of my medical issues on my size. Mm. What about you? Uh, Most of my injuries have been self-inflicted. It's just been me launching myself into and out of shit 
and hurting myself into and out of shit Mm -hmm. yeah like or other people launching me into shit uh my first major injury was when i was a child uh right about the time probably that you hurt yourself on your roller skates we were playing some dumbass game and they shot me across the front room into the TV stand and split open my eyebrow. Okay. And, and you know what? So the point is, this does have to do with your size. That's true. if you weren't small enough for them to shoot you across the room, they wouldn't have shot you across That's the true. room. That's true. That is true. They wouldn't have picked me up and shot me across the room. They couldn't. That, that is true. <laughs> they were so, just like, yes. here, sit on my feet. And then they. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes. Shot me into the TV Most of set. your medical issues are probably um, because of your size as well. That is true. All right. So when I was five, I broke my nose. Um, roller skating. Imagine I was probably close to five feet tall at five years old. That's probably accurate. Plus add a couple more inches for the roller skates. And even at a young age, I was too tall and uncoordinated, but determined as hell. And long story short, I went roller skating down the busy street of Tampa Avenue in Reseda with my cousin who was 20 or so at the time. And I was terrified, so terrified that when I had to cross each side street, I would bend down and grab onto the curb to stop myself and then slowly step up onto the curb and then continue um, to skate. Well, during my approach to one of the curbs, I squatted down and grabbed onto it. And this time I just, I didn't stop. I just kept going and my nose hit the curb. Oh no. I know. The next thing I know, there was blood everywhere and I was crying and scared. And the worst part is that my cousin wanted to carry me back home while he was on his roller skates granted he was a really good skater he could go backwards and cross his legs oh yeah and like do circles and stuff all this kind of fanciness but i freaked out so the only other option was for me to roller skate all the way back in the exact same way by grabbing onto the curb so during these moments my (laughs) why didn't you just take the damn skates i eventually did but during these (laughs) moments my cousin would try to stick his hand out to help steady me but I didn't trust him or myself. So for, I did this for about five blocks and then I just finally took off the skates and walked the rest of the way in my socks. But you're like, why didn't I do that? Even then I had OCD and I didn't want my socks to get dirty. Nah. So yeah, I would rather w- risk breaking my nose further than getting my socks dirty by taking off the roller skates. Anyhow, I eventually did. So I, I was cr- crying and bleeding all the way home. And it turned out I did break my nose, which is still crooked to this day. But luckily, I didn't hurt myself again, seriously, for another 24 years. Oh, wow. However, once I did, the hits just kept on coming. (laughs) That's true. It all began when I started um, working out very rigorously. You remember this. Mm -hmm. I lost like 76 pounds in six months. That's great, right? The Glamazon becomes slightly less plus size. However... The next thing I know is I'm having these terrible pains in the middle of my diaphragm and it turns out I have an ulcer. I have H. pylori bacterial infection. Mm. I need my gallbladder out. None of this would have happened if I had just stayed fat. (laughs) (laughs) Should have just stayed. Doctor told me it was the worst gallbladder they had ever seen, which also began my history of being told that either my medical problem is the worst they've ever seen or that my body part in question is the largest they've seen. Well, the gallbladder must have been the worst because five years later, I had another gallstone just floating around in there. Um, or was it the same stone and they left it behind? 
See, you when love, you move the head. That's exactly, that's exactly you what I wrote. Bodies. You left the bodies and you only move the headstones. It totally reminds me of Poltergeist when yep. Craig T. Nelson says that to his real estate developer. You only move the headstones. Anyway, the stone was so big, um, they, they couldn't fish it out laparoscopically this time. So they had to cut me open and make an incision longer than Rochelle's foot. Oh, wow. It is. It's much longer than your foot. To this day. So a few years after that, my body decided it would be fun to fall down the stairs in my house and break mm-hmm. my leg. Mm-hmm. Again, if I were a smaller person, this never would have happened to the extent that it did. But as they say, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And I felt something in my ankle pop when I was attempting a broken down dolly pose as I tumbled down the last few <laughs> steps. Sorry to laugh. Yeah. But I just got the visual. That's terrible. It was terrible. I thought maybe I broke my ankle. And then uh, when I got to the emergency room and they told me I broke my leg, I was totally shocked. And then shortly after that, um, I had my tonsils removed. The largest tonsils the doctor had ever seen. Oh, delightful. Thank you, And then you, a few sir. years after that, I was having some bladder problems to which the doctor told me it was the largest bladder they had ever seen. Capable of holding over 900 cc's. Um, for some time. I'm not British. What is that? So like... 900 cc's of liquid. It's close to a quarter of a gallon. Jesus And Christ. I could hold it for hours on end. But God damn, that, dude. That was my problem. Like I had, and like I think it would. was working at, it was from working at the phone company. Sure, and like sure. being on the phone and ignoring and ignoring when I should have gone to the bathroom. Right. So my body just quit telling me it was time to go. Right. And so then, then it would tell me it was time to go like, 10 seconds before I had no choice. Right. And that's why I went um, to the doctor. So it was nothing other than your bladder is huge and you need to go more often to retrain your bladder to tell you it's time to go. So right. now my problems are are less. But now my latest problem, which involves being told I have the thickest uterus the doctor has ever seen. It is four times the normal size and I can't even get a Google hit for the number of millimeters of thickness my uterus is. In fact, the closest I can get is some lady who had like a six pound tumor in her uterus. And even her number was less than mine. Wow. Isn't that insane? So now I'm dealing with that. And yeah, by the time this episode airs, that should be over and done with. And I can give everyone an update on my lady parts so in addition to those problems i have foot problems ingrown toenail problems both caused from wearing shoes that were too small when i was a kid because i couldn't find any feminine shoes to fit me i also have back problems because even though i have really good walking posture i am always having to scooch down to wash dishes fit in a car type at a desk sit at a table in a restaurant And my middle upper back where my bra is just aches and pops all the time. Frankly, I I blame society. Yeah. Well, you got to do that bend and hold thing where you tip over slightly and you hold that posture. Yeah, it's terrible. That is like the toughest. When uh, I was working in the kitchens doing food service, I didn't have this problem. But a lot of the ladies that I worked with did. You're not standing up straight. You're not bending all the way over. You're like at a mid angle and you have to hold that angle for hours. Super stressful on the back, especially the upper back. 
it tends to shorten the muscles across the front. It's agony. I would be like, take five. I would make these ladies take breaks all the time because if not, we only worked like five hour days, but you'd be crippled at the end of it. It's really tough. It's a tough posture to be in. But you didn't have that problem. Damn, fuck no. I couldn't reach anything. (laughs) with, With that in mind, you're five feet tall and the counters were the perfect height for you. Correct? No. Uh-uh. They, they, were they were way too, too tall. tall. My problems are all on my shoulders from having to put your reach hands up higher awkwardly to do things that normal people do with their elbows resting comfortably at their sides. All right. So you're not ergonomically correct I either. So what your collarbones, all of that hurts. Yeah, your my shoulders, shoulders hurt. are all jacked up. Would it have been better if you stood on a little stool like yeah, a kid totally. in front of the bathroom mirror yeah. brushing their teeth? Mm-hmm. Would That's you do that? Uh, you really can't bring that into a kitchen and stay on it. You're moving around so much. Yeah, I'd I couldn't fall. reach down and move a step stool around because then I'd have to go wash my hands again because I touched something my feet had been touching. It that would be too difficult. So, how tall were your coworkers that were having back problems? Um, what five seven? Little taller than that. I worked with some really fairly tall ladies. I'd say five eight, five nine. Okay. So, yeah, already the counters, though, are too short for that. It, was, it wasn't so much the counters. It was the position of being slightly bent over, not completely upright and not being bent all the way over, sort of that. So this is how you're standing upright. This yeah. is how you bend over. It would be having to hold this position. It's like the position of a, the letter C instead of an L. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like just tipped gently over. Here's all I know. A friend of mine who, who's not even that tall, I think he was like 5'9", built his own custom bathroom and he built himself a really high sink. And I just remember the pleasure. This was like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but I remember the pleasure and how comfortable it was to wash my hands and look in a mirror that I could see myself out right. of. And to not have to bend my body into that C position because the sink was high enough. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could have that for myself. But, you know, I'm not a gajillionaire or a billionaire or I a millionaire. That. I, I so. tried to talk my husband into considering when we did our kitchen remodel. Can we do the counters lower so that I can comfortably work at these counters? And he was like, no, because then nobody, if we ever try to sell the house, nobody's going to buy the house. Yeah, your house would be the last fucking house I'd buy. Right, right. (laughs) Forget it. No You know, and I understand that. I almost, it's almost like I want to wear romper stompers. What's what's that? Don't you remember those things? They were like these things you would put on your feet, like cones, and then you'd walk around on them. No, I've no. I'm gonna have to Google this. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are they give, is that what they're called? That would give me like four additional inches, four or five additional inches. Were they just platform shoes? Kind of. Except the last time I tried. To oh put shit! Pla- yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> I see now what the she means. The last time I wear, I tried to wear platform shoes. I almost killed myself. I don't do well at anything that makes me higher than about five two. Okay, let's be clear for the gal pals listening. <laughs> Um, right now that these romper stompers this is basically what they are they look like upside down plastic sand buckets Mm -hmm. that you would take to the beach and then there are uh, like a piece of yarn um, 
has there's two holes in each bucket mm-hmm. and a piece of yarn goes through um so you can hold on to the yarn almost like an upside down purse okay so you're holding on to these strings mm-hmm. so you can walk <laughs> yeah like you would stilts <laughs> or something on top of these freaking upside down sand pail and they're in sand sand pail colors yellow mm-hmm green red blue kind of the same colors as the shirts you buy at michael's so mm-hmm. i can see this is this would be a big color coordinating moment for yeah, you wouldn't it be awesome this looks dangerous though oh I, yeah super I, dangerous maybe you can stand on if i stand on this it's going to just collapse oh, immediately gonna, no, i'd kill myself dude it's not even um, funny yes uh listeners um google romper stompers and you'll see this is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous what you might as well just get a step stool, a nice big step oh, stool. You know, I do have a step stool. It is uh, the same stool that my mom gave me for Christmas when I was like three years old so I could reach the kitchen counter. And I believe that she cursed me because I have needed that step stool my entire life. I still own it. So are you using that when you cook in the kitchen? It's because it sounds like you should be. It's too dangerous. If you shift your weight, it's going to go out from underneath you. Well, we don't need you having another, you know, medical problem. Yeah. So. I No, I'm pretty, I mean, I bounce. I'm built low and I've never, knock on wood, really broken anything. I have very few medical problems, but it's probably because of my hatred for the doctor's office. I'll just be one of those people that just drop dead because I refuse to go to the doctor's office. I hate it so much. When's the last time you've been to the doctor? Um, I finally went to a doctor that convinced me to come in once a year to like just have a physical. do like, uh, no, just do like a blood test and make sure my thyroid meds are okay. Have you done that yet this year? Mm, I usually go in August. Mm. Go like one, I'll go once a year. Oh, I hate the doctor's office too. I hate... I hate it too, but I, I hate admit, insurance websites. I hate that crap. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. Plus, I'm tall, so I think I'm just I'm dying all the time. Yeah. So I I tend to to go. I, I think I'm go. dying all the time, but I know I'm not, so I won't go. But the stuff that I'll probably ignore as being a major red flag will just kill me one day. I'll just be dead one day, and people will be like, "Why is she dead?" And they'll be like, "Well, she never went she to never the doctor." Went. Well, see, I used to be like that. You know, when I was younger and I didn't give a shit, but every time I went in and they started to say, oh, this is the worst thing we've seen and this year, this is the biggest thing we've mm-hmm. seen. I learned that if I have some pain somewhere, it, you should probably tell someone. it's probably bad, especially if it hurts, you know, because I, I think I have a high pain tolerance. So if I have a pain and it's hurting on a regular size person, it would probably be a really bad pain. I... I want to agree with that because when my gallbladder went south, my, the doctor, the surgeon who did my surgery was like, did it hurt the day you came in? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, were you experiencing any pain? I'm like, no, I felt fine. And he goes, I don't understand how you were not howling in pain. He's like, your gallbladder. And he said the same thing is one of the worst that I've seen in a long time. And I was kind of shocked because it didn't really hurt at all. You didn't just, have any pain? Like... I had I had experienced pain one day while I was pregnant. And I went to see that doctor. And he said, sometimes people have gallbladder problems when they become pregnant. Sometimes it goes away as soon as they give birth. So if you have any problems after you've given birth to your child, come back and see me. Well, I only had the problem that one time. And then I want to say my son was about two. I hadn't had any problems whatsoever. One night I ate a salad that had um, uh, like a vinaigrette 
Mm-hmm. you know uh, so it was, uh yeah so it was and it was good too it was a good ass salad let me tell you <laughs> but like you know lots of leafy greens a really nice oily acidic vinaigrette right but all of that vegetables up, are hard to digest woke up in like the worst pain i had ever experienced uh laid on the couch wanted to die and then thought maybe i should go to like urgent care or something was the pain in the middle of your chest or was it over on the side where your gallbladder it is? was on the side it where the gallbladder there. is yeah and um actually the worst part of the pain was in my back it felt like somebody was sticking an ice pick in my back and then the cramp would heart come around i didn't know no i didn't think it was a heart attack so the cramp would come around my side low and then like wrap around to the front of my rib cage and i oh it was really hurting so I said, okay, you know what? I'll go to, I'll go to urgent care. The husband was asleep. The kid was asleep. It wasn't going to freak anybody out. You went by yourself? Yeah, I got in the car and I drove to urgent care. <laughs> and uh, this is what I'm talking about, though. Like, even if something's really bad, I just don't treat it as very bad. So I guess I, not. I drove to urgent care and they were getting ready to close. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, and then they're like, oh, we don't take your insurance anyways. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So then I drove to another urgent care and they were already closed and then it did still hurt pretty bad. So I just kind of noticed that as I was driving, if I hit a bump, I got relief. Like it would almost not hurt so bad. So I thought, well, that's really stupid. So I went home to my apartment complex, which had a shit ton of speed bumps. And I basically drove around really fast in a circle, just hitting the speed bumps full speed. Wait, hold on a second. For like 30 minutes. So instead of (laughs) going to urgent care, because they wouldn't take your insurance, and instead of going to like in the other urgent care or to the doctor, you just They were closed. Okay. So you, or the ER. I sped around my apartment complex. Yes, was to go home and just go over the speed bumps. Really fast. And that was going to solve your problem. It made it feel better. For how long? took about 30 minutes and then the pain was gone and I swear to you I must have shook the stupid little stone that was in you know the duct because that's what happens your stone gets your common bile duct yeah I must have shook it loose because it was instant relief and I felt like you know how when you have a gallbladder attack it feels like somebody is blowing up a balloon under your rib cage I don't I had a lot of pains associated with mine it felt like somebody was blowing a balloon up underneath my rib cage and stabbing me in the back with an ice pick it was really bad my pain was in the middle of my abdomen below my my heart like where my rib cage ends and so it wasn't over on the side where my gallbladder was oh mine would feel like somebody was blowing up a balloon right here all right so when did you finally go in then you know, when this is a big pain you have, but you, okay, you went over the speed bumps and it went away. For about went 30 home. minutes, it went away completely and went home, passed out. When I woke up the next morning, I found that same doctor's number and called up his office and made an appointment like as soon as possible. I'm like, get me in as soon as possible. Went in, the doctor like poked me a few times and was like, yeah, it's probably bad. Let's schedule you for surgery. And then they... They sent didn't me do in a, and yanked it out. That they didn't like do a MRI or a barium swallow, or they mm-hmm. didn't do anything to say. Um, no, because when I was pregnant, I had one night where I couldn't stop throwing up. 
I had a terrible, I had that same balloon pain feeling and I had eaten a delicious salad. Yeah, fuck salad. Oh God. Yeah. When I was pregnant with my kid, Wendy's was making this one Mediterranean salad with like a red wine vinaigrette and red onions and crude. Oh, it was so it's good. the onions with the vinaigrette. Yes. I'm telling you. The red onions and the vinaigrettes, right? Oh, that salad was so delicious and so acidic and I loved it when I was pregnant. I, cause I loved that red wine vinaigrette they served with it. And uh, so I, there was a hospital right down the road from where I worked. I swung into the ER because I could not stop throwing up, you know, like walked in. Do you take my insurance? Yeah, yeah. So I told them what was happening. They're like, oh, we think we know what it is. They did an ultrasound on me. And they're like, yep, don't eat fried foods. And I was really confused because that whole pregnancy, I hadn't, I couldn't even stand the smell of fried foods. Right. You had eaten like roughage and a vinaigrette and healthy yeah. stuff. And yeah, it's hard. And, for and, your and I was like, don't eat fried foods. And they were like, uh, the, the guy who did the ultrasound, he's like, look, I'm not supposed to say anything about this. He's like, he's like, just don't eat anything fried. Sometimes that causes this problem. And, and they'll tell you, like, they'll give you a doctor to go to. And I was super confused because I hadn't eaten any fried foods, but they gave, they referred me to this doctor, went to the doctor and he's like, what'd you eat that day? I said, a salad. I, <laughs> I had like a Mediterranean salad, like a little feta cheese, some red onions, lots of leafy greens. And he's like, oh yeah, no, salad dressing is really, really hard on your gallbladder. I'm like, oh, is that what this is? He goes, salad yeah. Salad dressing? Yeah. Salad dressing. And then, you know, the leafy greens, your body's like, oh, we need extra bile. We need extra. To break it all to down. To break it all down. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's when he gave me the spiel about sometimes this happens when you're pregnant yeah. and it might go away. But if it doesn't, if you get any other pains or attacks like this, come see me. So I did. I called his office and I came in and yeah, he poked me in the stomach a couple times. He goes, yep, seems like it's back. Let's just go ahead and take this out. Okay. Well, speaking of being pregnant, you know, you're, you're a smaller person. <laughs> oh yeah. So how did that go? That was interesting. That was a whole lot of babies sticking out in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I looked like maybe I was carrying twins. It was a lot of babies sticking out in front of me. Like what was, what was the pain like? Were you, did you have an epidural? Did you, what'd you do? Um, they wound up having to do a C-section because he was just so big and I'm just so little. How big was he? He was almost nine pounds. Oh, shit. And like 23 inches long. That's how big I, I was. Yeah. 20. He's like, a big ass baby. Yeah, I was 22 inches long and like eight pounds, 10 ounces. Yeah, he came out. That's huge, Rochelle. You're big. tiny. Holy yeah. shit. So he was about nine pounds. He was about 23 yeah, inches long. There was long. no way that baby was coming out of your of your VJ. No, no it way. wasn't happening. Mm-mm. No. Nope. How soon into how soon into it did they know, like, you're going to need a C-section? Uh, I was in labor for like 14 hours, but I just couldn't dilate any further than about seven centimeters. Was this a painful time for you? Did they give you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was not. It didn't tickle. Like, because <laughs> his giant noggin kept pushing on my um, sciatic nerve. And so it felt like somebody had attached battery cables to my toes. Oh, Jesus. So the, the nerve pain that would shoot down my legs, it was like having lightning bolts shoot down my oh legs. My goodness. It was pretty exciting. Um, but uh, exciting yeah, the is kid not was, the word coming to my mind. The kid, the kid was big. As a matter of fact, when they yanked him out of me, the doctor said, look at the size of the noggin on that kid. And I was like, yeah, that's my noggin. kid. It's like Sputnik. <laughs> yeah, his head was fucking <laughs> was huge, terrible. dude. He would bounce Terrible it on my impression. bladder and make me pee my pants. Oh my goodness. 14 hours? Screw yeah. that. Yep. Oh my gosh. They were like, oh, we think we need to do a C-section. And I'm like, oh, you think? <laughs> so they knocked you out for that, obviously. No, they don't knock you, you were out. You what? 
they, you're awake for that yeah they can't they can't knock you out they need you to be awake why uh so that they can tell that you're doing okay if they knock you out something real bad could happen well they knocked my mom out did they yeah well that was back no, then they the don't day. they don't knock out they, ladies yeah, they like, just give you an epidural and they put a sheet up so you can't see them cutting into you because that yeah it'd freak you out yeah, Neeraj that... looked and he got real freaked out. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to know. But you couldn't feel anything. No, the God, no. But you can kind of feel him tugging your body yeah, around. That's... It's, that's weird. It is weird. It is weird. No, my, they knocked my mom out and then she woke up and there I was. Oh. I could be Damien could the be, Omen. You for... could be a changeling for all we know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally the Omen. <laughs> totally. Don't take me to the baboon exhibit. Oh, I hate baboons. They're so scary. I And I don't know if I hate baboons because of the Omen. Or if I just hated them anyway. You know what? Honestly, I, I don't like apes either. They terrify me. Like, you know, the movies with the apes? Like Planet of the Apes? No. Like, oh, God, what was that? What's his nuts? The good looking guys in it. They're fairly recent. Maybe they are Planet of the Apes. Yeah. The like, newer ones. Like with, with Mark Wahlberg? No, I love that one, though. Oh, my God. Tim Roth is fantastic in that. No, the newer yeah. ones with like James Franco. Are those Planet of the Apes? Yeah, they are. Uh Ooh, those movies scare the shit out of me. I'm scared of apes. I'm really scared of apes. Chimpanzees will rip your face off and rape you. They'll eat your hands, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like chimpanzees. They terrify me. Orangutans, I'm not super terrified of. I like orangutans. Just because with their cute little legs, I think I could run faster than them, but I'm not entirely sure. So there better be some glass between me and that ape. Otherwise, I'm shitting my pants. So it sounds like we'll need to have another... An episode about animals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. We got way off track. This We could just That's save this. Fault. Yeah, my bad. All right. So in episode one, we talked a little bit about the health problems that tall people suffer from. Time Magazine posted an article recently with some interesting statistics, such as studies that indicate a link between height and venous thromboembolism, mm. the third leading cause of heart attack and stroke, mm-hmm. which is a type of blood a blood clot that starts in the vein. Correct. They did find that shorter men of 5'3 or less had a 65% lower risk of developing um, the venous thromboembolism mm-hmm. than men taller than 6'2. And women shorter than 5'1 had a 69% lower risk compared to those 6 feet and taller. So what this means is that you and Nairaj are totally fine. Yeah, we're golden in that and area. And then Teal and I are going to drop dead soon mm-hmm. of a, a blood clot in the vein. You're welcome. Yeah. That's the one place um, where you get it better. Yeah. Or where we get it better. Life is so much easier for you. I hope you recognize that. Mm-mm. I'm liable to I drop disagree. dead of a stroke before the day is out. Really. Oh, yeah. But with a mouth like this, somebody's going to kill me. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> if you don't set them on fire first. Yeah. So why is this? gravity may be influencing the link it could be just be that because taller individuals have longer leg veins there's more surface area where problems can occur exactly yep i'm all about surface area myself as we know i'm not lacking in that department increased gravitational pressure in the veins of taller legs can also increase the risk of blood flow slowing or stopping temporarily this is so true because I'm constantly getting head rushes if I stand up too quickly uh-huh. or stand up after sitting for some time. And lately it's been kind of scary because usually I would get a head rush right when I stand up and it's kind of like everything is tingly in front mm-hmm. of you. But no, it's not. It hasn't been like that. I will stand up and, and walk a few steps 
and and instead of the tingly it's almost like a vertigo I get yes to the point where I think I'm going to pass out and I told my doctor about it because it's something sort of new and she just told me to drink more water mm-hmm. that was the answer what do you think of that drink more water I think the answer to a lot of health problems is always drink more water and I don't disagree with that um I think in this day and age it isn't that we don't drink enough water I think it's a lot of what we put into our bodies requires more water to work with like we're eating more sodium perhaps sodium sugar the whole nine yards probably but I do know that that affects a lot of tall people that, a lot that you head, guys, head rush feeling yeah yeah you, it happens you got to it rough a little bit the risk of dying from cancer increases by four percent for every two and a half inches of height a person has according to a 2016 review no shit yeah that's why with my current problem um being the largest you know thickest uterus they've, they've ever seen they were quick to go in and make sure it wasn't cancerous because all signs led to it possibly being that sure and luckily it is not for our caring uh, gal pals listening i do not have the c word um being tall may be a marker of overnutrition specifically eating too many high calorie animal proteins Hmm. during different stages of growth and development either throughout life or before birth thanks grandma for those three large glasses daily of vitamin d milk and the fried pork chops Thanks very much, Grandma, for the pork chop. Yeah, but your grandma made some bomb-ass oatmeal. Oh my gosh, she did. Also, height may also be an indicator of organ size. Mm -hmm. See, now we're going to see a correlation. You don't say. The larger the organ, the more cells are at risk of malignant transformation. Well, you have some idea about me and some of my larger, thick organs. Mm -hmm. So there you go. On the other hand, tall people may have lower rates of heart disease and diabetes. Mm -hmm. In the recent study, for every two and a half inches of height, a person's risk of dying from heart disease decreased by 6%. Taller people tend to naturally have bigger lungs and stronger hearts and caring hearts. Mm -hmm. Plus, the same overnutrition phenomenon associated with increased cancer risk may be protective in other ways. It could trigger an increased production of a hormone that helps the body control blood sugar and cholesterol levels. This is probably why my sugar and cholesterol numbers are always really good, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that if most smaller people had my BMI, they would probably have diabetes. But my numbers are always good. However... Taller and bigger women are nearly three times as likely to develop atrial fibrillation, Mm -hmm. a dangerous heart rhythm disorder. But the potential effects of height on disease and mortality risk are still likely very low. What about you? What do you have to say to that? Oh, I I believe that 100%. You know, I think one of the biggest problems with being a little person, honestly, has a lot to do... um, for me personally, in my medical history, with the effects of medication, I just don't think they dose us right. That's for sure. Yeah. That's I definitely know, for sure. Um, anytime that I get recommended a medication, um, I take half doses. I don't take a full dose right away. Dude, you give me a full dose of DayQuil, oh, it messes me up big time well, in I- exciting ways. 
I get drunk very easily. Yeah. So I think despite my size, I'm susceptible to medications hitting me quickly. So I'm okay if they start me off low. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to like anesthesia, I don't want them to, oh, look how big she is. We need to just dose her and then I'm just, you know, out forever like Michael Jackson. I know the, uh, the times, uh, where I have, uh, I have been, um, prescribed painkillers. I had to be really careful. Oh, I bet. After I had my kid, when they gave me Percocet, Percocet doesn't exactly kill pain for me, but what it does do. It makes you not give a shit. No. It makes me not be able to sleep and it makes me hallucinate. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So when I went home from the gallbladder surgery and they were like, would you like some Percocet? I was like, no, thank you. Mm -mm. Yeah. I I learned my lesson. I can't take most of that shit either. I can't take it like tramadol. Mm -hmm. It's like a, you know, a a pain killer or is it an anti-inflammatory painkiller? I don't know. Like I can take something like that and knock myself out. But two hours later, I'm wired and I'm wide awake and I feel cracky is mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. I feel cracky. I feel cracked out. Um, I know that anything uh, that's coding related. Oh, I'll be puking. Oh, oh I'll be so sick. I can't take it. There was another that. one called Toradol. It was a painkiller. Oh, I power puked. Yeah. A lot of uh, if you have to take an antibiotic, I have to be really careful because there's a lot of those that I can't take start a lot me of up. those. You're through my man. I mean, I'm talking like I could be seven feet away from the toilet and still hit Ugh. it. My body rejects it violently. <laughs> violently. Um, I can't take penicillin. I can't take a lot of psyllins. I can't take a Z-pack. I'll get sick. And so if I need an antibiotic, anytime they give me one, it has to be like a certain kind. It can't be any of the, the primary ones. Yeah. And then I also need a, um, oh crap, now I can't think of the name of it, but it's the other pill to keep you from getting a, a yeast infection. I'll need that every single time. Diflucan. That's it. Oh. Diflucan. Yeah. That's how. So, you know, I told you about like I had the flu. Now I can't yeah. eat shrimp anymore. And then I have to take a, you know, a, a probiotic. And then, so you, you get the idea that like, I need really good bacteria. I probably have a good bacteria shortage and I'm just very susceptible to things like yeast infections. You need and, like a poop transplant. I have need you more seen than everybody activia. doing the you poop know, I need Jamie Lee Curtis to like feed me yogurt every day. <laughs> she just needs to show up and give me activity, activity. Yeah, I need activities, but I need activia. Every day, like good bacteria all the time, yeah, probably more than activity. I'm t- it's, intaking. It's got, too much, it's got too much sugar in it, though. Blech. You can get like low fat or non-fat, right? Yeah, can't yeah you? you can, but it's it's too sweet. It's gross. Not if, not if it's non-fat. It's still too sweet. Then get the plain. No. Do you eat yogurt? I do, but you know what? I I, I eat the hippie shit. What? Like plain yogurt. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just yeah. plain non-fat yogurt. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's uh, how I roll. I will put some fruit on it if I want it to be sweet. Well, I don't get my yogurt every day. So I take it, I take a daily probiotic to try to help, help me with having more good bacteria. I do like, like 2 billion CFUs or something, whatever that means. <laughs> What's the new one? I think it's Chobani has uh no sugar added or a reduced sugar that's like cinnamon and vanilla and i i can take that that's all right that's but does pretty it good. have extra good bacteria oh i don't know but i can tell you that i don't stick it in the refrigerator when i take it to work with me so i bet it's got a lot of bacteria jesus 
No, it's in like one of those little thermal lunch bags. Okay. Um, it's room temperature. It's fine. Do you have anything else to add to the stature factor? Oh, yeah. Okay. So as a short person, <laughs> I have a huge request, y'all. Oh, please cover your damn coughs and sneezes. I am directly in the splash zone for everybody. Every I have had so many people cough right in my face or sneeze. Like they turn to sneeze, they turn away from someone, but they're tall and they're sneezing down like right in my face. Yeah, especially now with coronavirus right. crap going around. Forget uh, that. So, you know, please wash your hands or whatever, but just cover your cough. Like cough into your elbow, cough into your shirt, but save a short person. Quit coughing into my damn face. <laughs> <laughs> and your children if they're sick keep them home you don't need chinese food that goddamn bad keep them sick ass kids home you know it was funny when i was talking about uh little people in medications how it is a problem most medication doses were set up for regular size white guys right not for little fat ladies <laughs> so i tried to google it like oh let's see what kind of problem this is so i googled little people taking medications and i got some really fucked up results yeah Apparently, i bet <laughs> Apparently they're making pills to make people taller. And at yes. first I was like, fuck you, Google. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder if it works. Because <laughs> I would, I'd eat my body weight in those pills if I could get like five, six more inches. You know, you say that now, but then I just listed off all the health problems, you know, for tall people. Do, yeah, would you but like you have those? To, you have to keep in mind, if I get five more inches, I'm five, five. I'm, I'm fine. Six more inches, I'm totally fine. Six more inches, you're going to need the remodeling. I'd only kitchen. be five, six. That's like, that's not that tall for a lady. I, I mean, guess. it's taller than the average 5'5". Five five. I'd still be short compared to you. That's for damn sure. Yeah, everyone's short still see the to top me. of my head. <laughs> All right, well, heads up. First off, hey, doctors, quit telling your patients, especially your Glamazon patients, that their health problem or their organ is the biggest you've ever seen. Where's your bedside manner? Have some decorum. Even if it is the worst you've ever seen, Turn that shit around. Use a euphemism. How about something like, we were so impressed with the thickness of your uterine lining. <laughs> it is truly remarkable. <laughs> your, 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 your uterus is remarkable. We love it. Can we take a picture? Mm -hmm. Let's go up in there. I'd like to show other people your uterus. I should uh, get some pictures of that. Secondly, based on the additional health factors associated with being tall, let alone being a plus-sized tall glamazon, People with Glamazons at home, hug them a little longer, be grateful for them, and nicer to them, because they are likely to die before you. Right. Glamazons, you only live once, and who knows how long, although it is likely for a shorter time than your short friend, so enjoy yourself. Live your dreams, achieve your goals, eat those pork chops, and drink your vitamin D milk, because in the long run, it doesn't seem like any of it really matters. That's true, and I would say for all you tall people... Make as many friends with us little short people as you can, because when you do die before us, your funeral is going to be fucking hilarious with all your tiny pallbearers. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I have a lot of short female friends, enough so that a short female friend came up to me asking me, what's with you and all your short female friends? You'd have to be like my minions. A little bit. Every, every female is short compared to me. I have a few Glamazon friends, though, as well. I would have to say one of the biggest issues, uh, if I was going to say something to physicians, this is the only thing I think that I've really felt that I've run into is 
and this tends to be a running theme in my life, I don't feel like I get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. When I go into the doctor, if I say, hey, this hurts or this isn't working right, they tend to be very dismissive. I would say to physicians, don't forget, essentially, we're not only your patients, we're your customers. If we come into your office, give us the same service you'd give everyone else. Don't be dismissive. I'm here because something's not working right. Fix it. You know, I I paid to come see you. Don't act like I'm bothering you or I'm making this shit up. So they look at you like you're just a kid complaining. I, I, mm-hmm. I do get treated like a complaining child. Even though I'm being really nice, I'm not being angry or mean. It can get that way. It has gotten that way a couple of times because I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously over health issues. Well, if they if you went in with your Birkenstocks and they saw your little kid feet, this could be a reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I never went into a podiatrist. Oh, although a podiatrist in training did offer to suck my toes at a Grateful Dead concert once. He too liked my little baby feet. Is fetishes going to have to be a a future episode? Mm, No, just I don't know. Maybe it felt kind of weird, but I was like, oh, you let him do that. I thought that was just the offer. Oh, he offered. And then I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything with him right now. Go ahead. I wouldn't (laughs) let him do that now with the coronavirus. It feels weird when somebody sticks their tongue between your toes. That's disgusting. (laughs) I have a dog for that. I don't even let him do that. Anyway, this is getting out of hand. So thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, talk at you next time. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Our gal pals listening, if you have any feedback, stories, or anything you'd like to share, advice on where to shop, anything else, write to us at feedback at galpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. That's G-A-L-podcast.com, because no way in hell are we going to make you spell leprechauns (laughs) when you look for us. 